0: The Dragon Rewread is brought to you by the Armadillo Podcasting Club.
1: Did you know that the word fjord in Norwegian means armadillo?
0: What? Really?
1: Well, yeah, because of the shape. Wait. Oh, right. Makes
0: perfect sense. (laughs) For more armadillo-related facts, to find out how you can access episodes a day early, and to see our other cool merch and learn about our other podcasts, visit us at armadillo.club.
1: The Wheel of Time turns and ages come and pass, leaving memories that become podcasts. Hello there. Welcome to The Dragon Reread. We're rereading Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time series of fantasy novels. I'm Jeff Lake. I'm Alice Sullivan. And I'm Max Sparkman. And today we're covering chapters
2: 16 through 19 of Towers of Midnight, book 13 of The Wheel of Time. Previously, Matt fights a golem, but even with his patented medallion on a stick combo, the golem escapes, killing at least a couple of tertiary characters. (laughs) Our hopes of a quick and painless resolution to the Perrin white cloak beef take a hit when we all all remember that, even under new management, our position still stands. Fuck every one of the white cloaks. Mm -hmm. We check in with Elaine, who's still doing some lame political bullshit. I guess maybe she missed the memo that that last battle's coming, because she doesn't seem that concerned about it. Uh, But luckily, Matt is on the scene to bring her onto Team Dragon. That's lowercase dragon in this particular case. I guess it's uppercase dragon, too. So it's really both. Depends on no, the dual purpose. The right, exactly. Well, she's already on Team Dragon, right? And yeah. Uh, she's oh, like, she's, she's oh, oh, on Team Dragon. Yeah. She's been on Team Dragon more than anybody else, I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, except maybe. I didn't. Have the, I'm trying to think. No, Min. I think Min's. Yeah, yeah, yeah Lane and Aviander are tied, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but Min's like. Oh, yeah, running up the yeah, score. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Randolph the Light makes an appearance at Tier and checks a bunch of things off his <laughs> Dragon End of the World to do list. Then Egwene calls Nynaeve and Elaine back to the tower for their Aes Sedai graduation, pausing briefly to fight a couple of snooping Black Aja, and then plans a trap for the Forsaken. I guess her dance card is filling up pretty fast. <laughs> Chapter 16. Shanahar. Icon of the blacksmith
1: puzzle. So, Fail Walks him. through parents' camp and thinks about it. <laughs> she does. I was like
2: a walking and thinking chapter with Fail.
1: Okay. It, it's nice when, when a husband and wife can be into the same kind of stuff. <laughs> <That's right. laughs>
2: Shared interests. That's what it's all about.
0: You love walking around camps and thinking about things? <laughs> I love walking around camps and thinking about things. <laughs> uh,
2: she actually has a pretty good eye for camp running. Like She's got the whole like, goings on of the camp, managing supplies and operations, and she's like, managing interpersonal drama she's kind of yeah. on top of shit
1: yeah she kind of thinks about how she she ran away from saldea from her family to avoid exactly this
0: <laughs> you mean getting to do cool shit
1: kind of <laughs> well, right I mean, yeah well being in charge of camps An and stuff i
0: mean that's cool to me I
1: think it's true she sees it as kind of running parents household for him and being like everything a saldean wife should be it's yeah. a pretty big household at this point i suppose yeah it's like hundred thousand people yeah <laughs> And uh, we see her sort out a corrupt quartermaster. And he's just a little corrupt, right?
2: Just yeah. a little. But I think, it, corrupt. I think it's funny she's like, every quartermaster is corrupt. Because apparently that's the thing. But Yeah, I you, mean,
1: if you fire this guy, you'll just get someone else who's incompetent
2: and corrupt. <laughs> I guess maybe someone got bitten by a quartermaster when they were a kid or something. Because she <laughs> used to hate quartermasters.
0: <laughs> she handles that well, though.
2: Yeah, she does. a yeah. like delicate situation she handles it, you know tactfully right. I suppose so are you guys all on the profile team now I, I gotta See be honest current fail is not not terrible
0: this chapter made me like her which I felt bad about
2: yeah I know <laughs> right yeah like, uh... you know she's not good not in your heart you know right yeah but at the same time it's doing pretty well I
0: hate to say it but I think this is probably Sanderson's work
2: yeah Yeah. he's toned
0: her down even Brandon Sanderson the nicest kindest man in the world <laughs> I, who donates but, his time to charities I, I like the thing it. about Brandon Sanderson <laughs>
2: is he knows how to write likable characters <laughs> I,
1: have, I have no problem with Brandon
2: Sanderson as a person
1: in fact I would say probably that this is Brandon Sanderson attempting to make the most unlikable character he possibly can and like that's and what it is is she like can't even fire a guy who's literally committing crimes <laughs> <laughs> Look, everyone commits crimes sometimes, yeah. <laughs> but Fail then meets Parent on a hillside. Um he's still, you know, trying not to be a lord and she's still trying to lord him up. And uh, but she makes a really good point that though Two Rivers has a lord now. And that that's just the way it's going to be. And if it's not him, it's going to be somebody else. Because yeah. she's like,
0: because they're dumb. They <laughs> fans desperately wanted a Lord. Remember that Lord Luke guy who everybody thought was shady? Yeah, they loved him. That's mm-hmm. the
2: best point she made. Because yeah. that guy sucked. That yeah. guy did suck. So apparently, it's like that vacuum is. I, he's like, who who would even fill it? You know, the anyone like Tamal Thor or Master Alvir, they wouldn't take the job. They'd probably end up being Ugh, said Senbuie. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Which is all she needed to do to get Perrin on her side. Yeah. I mean, at least it wouldn't be one of those Terran fairy folk, because didn't they all die? <laughs>
1: right, yeah, they all, I mean, that whole... Yeah. Yeah. You know, we don't think that Perrin is a dark friend who took over the two rivers for evil, but it does make, it does seem like his childhood, like,
2: political opponents all disappeared in that war. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> they true. sure did. So, yeah, she kind of sorts out the whole Perrin doesn't want to be a badass Wolf King thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, she sort of, yeah... Sort of does. She, she sets out like a nice Two Rivers style anniversary celebration. The Shanhar. Is it? Yeah, which apparently is a... A Saldean thing, they have an anniversary month or something where they all just sit around and think about each other. Sounds and kind of, of cool. course,
2: Perrin forgot their anniversary Oh, word. so embarrassing. Oh. It's
1: true, yeah, yeah. She
0: was cool about it though. I feel like if this had been an earlier file, she would have been like so angry she would have refused to talk to him until he shouted at her about yeah, it. Yeah, she would
1: have not talked to him about it and then gotten angry at him and been angry at him for three weeks. Yeah. And then punched him in the stomach or something. <laughs> right, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Some Be- physical violence. Yeah, before they porked it out. But here she was like, hey, I went and I asked other people about your customs and found out it's not your custom so that's cool let me tell you about my custom yeah was like oh wow this is
2: this like- is the most likable fight we've ever had <laughs> <I know. laughs> she's like a real person you know who yeah. responds in real human ways he tells her that he, his other reason for not
1: being his lord is because he went so crazy when she was captured mm-hmm. and she was like that like honey 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 when it comes to lords that is such a minor problem that is
2: not even real. <laughs> I know. He, he's like hey i tortured and killed someone she's like what monarch hasn't, right? Yeah. Come on. Well,
0: she's like, every single king or queen of Saldia has just been like a fucking mess. Let me tell you about them.
2: Yeah. And we consider them the good ones. Yeah.
1: yeah. You know
2: about the concept
1: of inbreeding? <laughs> 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 and then they finally have a talky talk.
2: For real. Yeah. Like a, yeah. They, they clear the air, which is... Great, yeah. great, honestly, yeah.
0: yeah. You mean that one time when Perrin like, woke File up in the middle of the night and was like, I didn't have sex with Bear Lane, wasn't enough?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, he tells her about how he's worried about going full wolf and uh, how it disturbs him, how much he enjoys killing white cloaks with his
2: teeth. And how he loves the taste of their blood. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not directly, but, you know, still. And she's into all that stuff. Yeah. And, she then, takes the and then, and then, opens up to him about how rough she had it in Malden. Mm. Well, not point. everything. Yeah, she doesn't tell him everything. Uh, fine, I guess. You know, well, Perrin yeah. opens up and tells her everything, but she's like, no, "I'm not going to do that." <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then, yeah. of course, they bone. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. They Very reconcile. Yeah.
0: We're assuming.
1: Yeah, and they they get busy outdoors the way they like to do it. Yeah,
0: with guards around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <exactly>.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> So, yeah, it's, I would say this is sort of like another loose end tied off. You know, this whole, like, interpersonal thing that was happening between Perrin and Fael. Yeah, right, yeah.
0: I liked it. It was it was great, you know? They had a nice meal. They had sex. Like, what else do you want? They had yeah. a good talk.
1: Yeah, they had a, a jaw and bone. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter 17, Partings and a Meeting, Icon of the Lion of Andor. Uh, Matt wakes up under Eludra's wagon. Because he's been sleeping in a random place every night. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I I mean, it's not his first time sleeping in a hole under a wagon, though, so I mean...
1: Yeah, definitely not. I think rolling dice to
2: decide where you sleep could go really badly. (laughs) Well, it did in this case, right? He slept in a hole under a wagon. Under a wagon full of (laughs) explosives. (laughs) Also true. That is
1: a
0: good point. (laughs) Also, doesn't he smoke a pipe?
2: Ah, yeah, come on, Matt. <laughs> in fact, this might have been the worst place he could possibly sleep. No, yeah. no, no,
0: no. What would happen is he would like accidentally set something on fire, but like a firework would go off and kill somebody—a gray man yeah, who was coming to be kill like a miracle, or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: But you know, I, I mean, like at least he wasn't sleeping in like the latrine or something. I guess you know.
1: <laughs> yeah. Then his look is turning up because the Aes Sedai are leaving for Tarvalon. Yeah.
2: And uh, Julin and Almathir are going with them for some reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's kind of a bummer, you know? I think Matt is way more fun to hang out with than some Aes Sedai. I don't know why Julin would want to go with them. Yeah, I don't know what's up with... I guess Julin is mostly just taking care of his woman right now. Yeah, I suppose so. And it's
0: interesting because he talks to two women who are former Suldam about the big secret about the Domine. Yeah. Yeah. Because well, yeah. they
2: know, uh, uh, of course, you know. Right. Yeah. They, yeah. they, they talk about it kind of straight up. Yeah.
0: And he just flat out says, Twan's one of them.
2: hmm Which I think that they, they probably put together and it's why that, because one of them says something like, it's probably better if we die, right? Because, you know, they're all crazy, right. shunted, right? Yeah. But uh, Matt gives him a mission. He's like, hey, how would you tell, try and figure out how this, doesn't destroy the Empire, eh? Yeah. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. And they're like, good idea, Lord Cawthon. We will do so. Yeah. Uh, mm. Whatever. Okay. Yeah, whatever. Burn that shit down. I don't... Fuck this Sean's
1: So they're going to Tarvalon to learn, and Leilwin and Domon are going to... Um, and no, I'm, sure, I'm,
2: I'm sure we're going to see Bael Domon again, right? Like, he's a fan favorite. They're not going to... I don't, I, I don't
1: know this sure feels like brandon sanderson just simplifying the narrative right here I'm all okay these people that i don't have a use for they leave that yeah, i mean
0: but he doesn't have to, re- to did he tell them how to get back to the tower of genji already
2: uh i can he must have already matt seems to know where what he's doing about that okay. yeah yeah oh he also sends the ice with a message which is basically tell the i'm gonna see whoever that is that they have something in mind that I'm gonna come collect it, which is the Horn of Lear, right? Yeah. Yeah. Does Egwene know that they have the Horn of Lear? I was trying to remember that. I hope somebody wrote I, it down.
0: I assume Egwene knows everything.
2: Okay, yeah. She probably's been on she probably knows more than Lyden. Does it, she right? know Matt blew it? I don't know. I mean, that was so long ago. That was back in fall Yeah, the She books, she you
1: know? was in the in a collar at that time when yeah. he blew it. Yeah. Oh but That's she a did, good point. But she did, she was I Surely she saw the heroes of legend riding across the bay and destroying the Shanshan. But she, that she still might not know that it was Matt
2: who did it, right? Hmm. I
0: bet she found out. Like, if nothing else, I bet Varen wrote it down somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: True. Uh, but yeah, as, as Jeff pointed out, he's also sending Vannon, which, like, who's he going to dump on for their looks now, right? Oh,
0: my God. He said the meanest <laughs> thing. Where was it? It was so rude. <laughs> oh, God. Man, I should have written it down.
2: Oh yeah, he he did not look very threatening, except maybe as a danger to a bowl of boiled potatoes.
1: That <laughs> <I> was it. <saying. laughs>
2: yeah. <Come> on, Matt. <laughs> yeah. So Vanden's leaving, so he's not going to be able. to... Well, you know what? He still has Olver to dump on for his. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this yeah.
0: grown man's gone. Let's we talk more shit about this child.
2: This ugly, ugly child. <laughs>
0: Thank God his parents are dead.
2: <laughs> so it's mostly just Matt and his band left over. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, apparently Matt uh, takes the opportunity to play one last prank on Jolene. He puts some something in the her sweet buns that turns her mouth blue for a week. Yeah, that's okay. a little out of place. Yeah, I was like, I, I mean, I know that Matt's a prankster, but like he doesn't do that kind of thing as much anymore. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Brandon Sanderson said that the one character he had the hardest time getting a handle on was Matt. And I believe that. I feel Matt's a little different than he used to be. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: In some ways better, in some ways worse, I would say. I think he's more overtly comedic. Yeah, I agree.
1: And then he goes and has a talk with Satala Anand.
0: Yeah.
1: Who's been running his camp for him, kind of. Because I guess that's just what happens when Satala Anand is around. Yeah. Uh, We are reassured by Matt that her boobs are still doing fine.
0: Oh, thank
2: God. In
1: good shape. I'm so worried. We were worried, yeah. I
2: mean, we need his dust, a pulse check.
1: But he asks her to take care of Ulver when he's gone. Because, you know, he's going to go adventure through time and space
2: and do battle with cosmic forces. Right. (laughs) And he doesn't want Ulver to succumb to the terrible influences of his men. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Then we see Elaine and Brigitte chatting in a garden.
2: In a meticulously maintained garden with a man-made stream that has to be hand-fed as she looks over the countryside and the dying crops of her people. Just wanted to point that out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Elaine does not have a lot of self awareness. In particular, they, she has an argument going on with Brigitte because she got so many people killed.
2: Yeah, Brigitte and basically says what we've all been saying, which is, "Yes, Elaine, you heard this prophecy, but that number one doesn't mean you're going to come out of this unscathed. Number two doesn't mean everyone around you doesn't die." And she says something like, "Well, you know, sometimes people die for their queen." And I was like, yeah. Fuck, you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. "Fuck you, Elaine." Mm
1: and then Elaine meets with the kin and oh yeah she mentions here that the, there was those black aja murders that were going on for like three books or something yeah
2: that was just Carrie Ann who's just one of the just one of the I I guess so yeah cuz remember she was the one that was at the inn when when she went there right i think i've completely forgotten i, I remember the name but it was it, was, it happened so quickly because Elaine went there got kidnapped and then they killed they they uh they killed them all right
1: yeah cuz i i I remember being very sure it was Van Deen that was doing it because everything seemed to be pointing to that. But it was just like a person, and they they got her, and so now no more murders. That went nowhere.
2: Yeah. Well, it was it was yeah the, the member of the black Aja that had been spying on everyone I think was also doing murders right. I suppose. But yeah, I guess not not Van Deen.
1: And uh, the, also, we noticed that the uh, there's the tea she's drinking is spoiled. So clearly Elaine is not a top Aaron. Nope. Yeah, yeah. maybe that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> she could have been. She's important. Eh. Yeah, she's all right. And then Elaine proposes to Alice of the Kin, a new channeler organization working for Andor. Yeah. yeah they counter.
0: saw through that real fast. No,
2: yeah. no it's, I, I, I thought this was great. She's like, travel and healing services for Camelin. You, you know, we could make all this money. They should have just been like, that's a great idea. We're gonna do that. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> thanks for the idea. We're gonna set up a, a guild in Camelon that's well, like travel. You know. Well,
1: I guess the reason they can't do that is because the White Tower will come kick their asses. Uh, yeah. Okay, so. But okay. if they, if it's they're working for Andor, who, who whose queen is an Aes Sedai. and also asterisk. very good friends with yeah. the Ammerlands.
0: Yeah,
1: then then maybe she can protect them. And so they can actually set up their own parallel organization, and this is like Lord of Chaos shit right here, like yeah. setting up a separate Chandler organization. Yeah, Alice is tower. like,
0: you are not suggesting like a rival White Tower, and she's like, no. After all, I am Sedai. and I just imagine them like rolling their eyes. Like, <laughs> I'm sure, you are. <laughs> like, sure, sure.
1: And this this seems, yeah. I mean, I, I I see why she's doing this, right? This is like a uh, a royal accl- accumulating power to herself, but yeah, this is how you get a war. With Aes Sedai. Yeah. yeah.
0: Like, I, it just, it so illustrates how completely naive and false she is in thinking she can be both an Aes Sedai and a queen of a country. It's impossible, because she's clearly here. She's putting Andor above the White Tower. Yeah. Well, so how is that supposed to work?
2: I mean, not necessarily. If, if you consider if you consider the kin and the circle, whatever, that's going to be as, like, uh, an endorsed entity outside of the White Tower, and, and then that just entity just happens to live in Camelin and Camel just happens to benefit from their services, then I think it's all on the up and up. And yeah, Camel just suddenly becomes a financial mega power, right? If, if
1: I was Egwene and I saw this, the way this is set up, I'd be like, that is not what I had in mind. Uh-huh. The, you know, the getting these people together and having them work for you. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. yeah.
0: Like, it. you know, even if it does have everybody's best interests at heart, like there can only be one governing Aes Sedai, I feel like. Yeah. There can only be one ruler of the Aes Sedai.
1: Yeah. Uh, although I personally think the White Tower is kind of a crappy organization, so I'm happy to see the more more channeling organizations, especially one that gives out free healing in a major city.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're talking about setting up a hospital, like which is I think is that should
0: absolutely be happening yeah. everywhere anyway. Yeah,
2: they, they do yeah. that in Tarvalon, but I guess people don't use it very much.
0: Yeah, which I don't get. Like there should be no illness ever in Tarvalon.
2: Yeah. But I think this is actually kind of a a, a great move on Lane's part, honestly, because it sets like having Camelin be the you know, travel hub is like, it's like printing money, right? Like suddenly. Absolutely. The yeah. economy is like the most powerful. In the it's world. like having an airport. Definitely. Yeah, exactly. The ain't... only airport in the entire world, you yeah. know?
0: And it solidifies her status as a ruler. If you've got people who can get, you know, free healthcare for everybody. Yeah. So, yeah. Free magical healthcare.
1: Yeah. If only there was a way to do that in real world, the real world. No. Yeah. It's impossible. Right. No. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the, but also this is Elaine planning for the post Rand world. Which mm-hmm. nobody else in the series is doing, I think. No. Mm-hmm. And, and she's, and I think that actually she's, this is very canny because does she know about Egwene's
2: vision that the White Tower is going to be fucked up? <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't know if she knew about that or not, but yeah, maybe. I mean, th- but that already happened, right? That was just the Sean Chen attack? Was that- it? I thought there was like more that like the White Tower was going to be destroyed.
1: Oh, maybe. I don't know. Uh... But either way, that's, you know, there's a whole like breaking of the world <clears throat> or situation type coming up. Where, you know, the, there might not be a white tower anymore. You might have the only Chandler's. This is no, it's I, I, very I, far-sighted I, of her and also
2: diabolical.
0: So it's interesting that this book is called The Towers of Midnight because there's towers plural.
2: Oh, yeah. Because her first yeah. thought
0: is, you know, Tower of Genji. That's
2: what I was thinking.
1: Yeah, yeah
0: but there are yeah, other yeah. towers are in this other world. Towers?
1: There's white towers. <clears throat> it's not, you really can call that a tower of midnight. Huh? The black tower.
0: There's a white tower. There's a black tower. Who knows? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, uh, but she, she thinks that the last battle's coming, and she, she can't use channelers in battle the way Shan Shan do. Mm-hmm.
2: So she needs something else powerful.
1: What could it possibly be?
2: Yeah, if only she had someone, something, to give her that edge. <laughs> she, then these worries wouldn't have to drag on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Chapter 18, The Strength of This Place. Icon of the Wolf. Perrin's in the wolf dream, uh, and he's really into it now that he's got his like, domestic strife. Uh, uh, resolved
2: a little bit,
0: yeah, yeah, all done,
1: yeah. Good time, he's finally, Farron some... enjoying the wolf dream. Yeah.
2: Seriously, right?
0: Has a good little chat with Hopper,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. He does a little bit of uh white cloaks uh scouting too while he's in there, Yep. Yeah. Checks him out, checks out Galad's tent. I assume he pee's on it because it's
1: <laughs> wolves too, <laughs> yeah.
2: Obviously, yeah, yeah. Sign of respect or something, but he finds uh, a sigil with a dagger and a wing and dagger, which I guess must be damage red,
1: yeah. It's probably it Galad's be. sign, yeah. And Hopper shows up, and Hopper teaches him uh, some basic mindfulness, you
2: know? Yeah. Yeah. But like wolf mindfulness. Which I guess is a, in the dream world is like a defensive maneuver of some sort
1: right i think it kind of makes sense it's all a mental process yeah i like how hopper is like I, how do i teach you this just just do it be like wolves do and don't think about anything
2: <laughs> yeah it's, it's like wolves have this this uh this shared memory thing that means they don't really have to learn something like this they just know how to do things things yeah yeah so he's like i don't know how to explain to your stupid human brain how to do this yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: and then after they're they're after they run around for a bit they run into a weird dream anomaly yeah a purple wall yeah that's, I don't know that's what that odd. is I don't know what that is but then it disappears and that's that's strange
2: yeah I don't know it's good that uh, they're working on these dream skills because I assume parents are going to be fighting Slayer super soon <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> yeah. and we cut to uh, another section but there's a map oh yeah, yeah. Maradon a little mid-chapter map yeah, yeah. This is a really good map. And actually I looked it up finally. I should have done this before,
2: but Alyssa Mitchell is the one who draws the maps. Okay. For these books and they're fantastic.
0: They are very good.
2: And so some of them are more useful than others. This was was extremely useful for this little section right here because yeah. there's a whole bunch of tactical stuff and yeah, it's made it really clear what was going on.
1: Yeah, they're they're always really well drawn and they 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 tie in with the books really well and I just I just think they're great. Yeah, they're interesting,
0: they're distinct.
1: So Rudo Itralde is leading a defense against a trollic horde in Maradon.
0: I feel bad for him having gotten that assignment. That's a rough assignment, to get, <laughs> especially when it's not even your own fucking land. Yeah, yeah
2: he's the Wolf of Vera who's some for some reason in Saldia. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah, he's been fighting the Trollocs for weeks at this point. Which can you imagine? Like a this like ongoing like it sounds exhausting, right? Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: uh, it is suitably epic. Yeah, as uh, he he leads what seems kind of like trench warfare they're on a big old battlement fighting down against the Trollocs that have to get, swim across the river to get to them mm-hmm. but they're outside of Maradon the city who won't let them in because you know the yeah. dragon just teleported them in and they're like who the hell are you people
2: yeah the yeah. they, they, the uh Saldians have said that they're treating them as an invading <laughs> army which like I mean they're all borderlanders right like I get it that- they're their kingdom and stuff but that doesn't add up to me because the Saldans are all about fighting Trollocs all the time. Yeah. yeah. If you teleport an army in who's fighting the Trollocs, they'd probably be like, yeah, go bro.
0: Yeah. I feel like the Borderlanders, like the world for them is pretty much divided into dark spawn and not. Yeah. Since that's like all they do. Do we know why Rand put him there?
2: Uh, like, is, I think why him
0: specifically?
2: Uh, it was. Remember, it was because
1: Rand said... You don't have any base of support there, so I, you can't like rebel against me. If okay, it okay, that's right. It, it was okay. his weird like Game of Thrones. Because I felt bad thing. for him. Yeah, and yeah. he was like, "I'm going to take care of doman but I can't let you take care of doman because I can't trust you not to like rule there yeah. instead of me." Yeah. yeah, which was that was Darkbrand doing that, yeah. right? Uh, then the Trollocs do a novel tactic
2: no. <laughs> of launching a rain of Trolloc corpses. Yeah, this is uh, you know uh, gross but effective.
1: Yeah, and they do it because they're in the one of the waves of Trolloc corpses being launched from catapults are mixed in a bunch of drag car. It's an air attack. Which yeah.
2: is actually kind of brilliant, right? And yeah. like it. Uh, if it hadn't been Rodel Itaralde they wouldn't have figured it out but he catches it just before it happens you know yeah
0: Yeah, it made me laugh a little bit to imagine them like doing a trebuchet with the
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. are they alive before they throw them who knows that's what I'm wondering
1: I mean they're corpses when they arrive but are they (laughs) corpses when they (laughs) launch
0: They either do that, or they do like a little like dive bombing thing, like fel- like falcons do, or hawks when they put their wings <laughs> behind them. Just- <laughs> like,
1: try and get somebody on the last last second.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but apparently, the way you not you not listen to the draw car is you just scream a yeah. lot. <laughs> ah! 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 <laughs>
2: <laughs> so you can't hear their song. That's pretty clever. Yeah. Yeah, and so uh, so this is another wolf. We're going from wolf to wolf at this point. Yeah.
1: Oh, it's all wolves in this chapter. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, so that's, he, that's we leave in the middle of that drug car attack, which hopefully he survives.
2: I hope yeah. that
0: goes okay. But it, it,
2: it, well, it's it's the drug car attack, and then that preceding, uh, apparently, a, a huge Trolloc push, so this is not a good time.
1: A yeah, attack. well, it, the drug car attack is to, like, take out the, it's so confusion, right? Yeah, exactly. And then they do the Trolloc push at the same time.
2: Yeah, so, uh,
1: not, not good. Yeah, then we go to Fail. The Falcon Wolf, I guess? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Fayel is going to deal with Berelaine for good. Good. She, yeah, she's sure the rumors are Berelaine's doing. She's probably right.
2: Yeah, this is an interesting perspective because uh, I, like Perrin, had not realized that what this this was what this was about. Um, but Fayel, having her you know <laughs> ruler knowledge, knows that the First of Maien actually uh, is a master manipulator and actually deals with other people through things like this. So yeah. she knows ex- immediately this is most likely coming from Beryl Lane which right. yeah, had not occurred to me at all, but yeah, totally but makes she, sense.
1: And she's worried because she can't out politics Lane So she comes up with a suitable plan. Yeah. Knife
2: fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Knife fight. Right. Okay, okay. This is totally on brand for Fahil, right? Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. There's only one way to handle this. It's a knife fight. Yeah. Uh, Although
1: she's, it's, a, it's got another layer because she doesn't really want to knife fight Beryl Lane because she's not really sure she can win.
2: Right. But she also knows that Berlane thinks that she's crazy enough to knife fight somebody, right. which we would agree with. And
1: Darren yeah. would be very mad yeah. if, if she killed Berylaine with
2: a knife. And probably mad if Berylaine killed her. So either oh, right. way, right? Yeah. Then he'd yeah. probably
1: kill Berylaine. It'd probably there'd be a whole thing. He'd kill a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. But it freaks out Berylaine so much because, you know, she sees what we all see when we look at Fai'el, a crazy person.
2: <laughs> <laughs> she's like, yes, that yeah. woman would knife me. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and so Bar- the, this forces Barrelane to come up with a solution for this problem of her having started the rumors that uh, she boned Perrin. Yeah. And the solution is, they got to be frenzies.
2: Yeah, they got to be best friends forever. I'm
0: pretty sure I saw this in a movie at some point.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, they're going to yeah. come yeah, up like be friends teen in the movie. end. Yeah. Do you think they're going to actually be friends after this? Yeah, they're going to get matching tattoos and shit. <laughs> so yeah, hopefully that's settled because that was uh, right. kind, of, kind of a frustrating, you know. Yeah, yeah so that, was,
1: that was stupid. And again, Brandon Sanderson, the closer, comes
2: in, wraps this up. I appreciated that, you know? Yeah. But uh, again, also... Fayil doing great stuff, you know? It was yeah. a very likable Fayil. Doing good work, Fayil. She's
0: like, we're going to pretend we're friends. We're going to be seen, like, going to the mall together and drinking Starbucks. And mm-hmm. we got to find you a boyfriend.
2: Yeah, yeah. you're going to help me find
1: a boyfriend. they are going to braid each other's hair.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, and I have a prediction for who that's going to be. Mm. Galad. Oh, really? Let me Cause, think. Cause remember, yeah, I could see that. There was a Min viewing. Barrelane, remember that she was going to have the tables turned on her by an incredibly beautiful man, that she's going to fall in love with a man. Oh, I don't
0: remember that, but I do see that as a way to bridge this gap with Baron and Galad. So, no, that makes sense.
2: That's my prediction. We'll see. I don't know if Galad has, I, I don't know if that would stop the fight. I think I, I still think it's got to be that Morgaze is going to be the one to stop this thing, but I don't know how exactly I, Okay. At this go.
1: All Barrelane has to do is convince Galad that the the, the right thing to do
2: is to please that booty,
1: <laughs> and he'll be on it. Right? <laughs> he, he's
2: like, well, uh, I wasn't going to, but it's the right thing to do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Chapter 19, Talk of Dragons, Icon of the Dice. Matt heads into Camelin.
2: Oliver wants to go, but he can't go. I yeah. was like, "Who
0: taught this fucking motherfucking kid how to curse all the time?" <laughs> no,
2: it. This kid has got a potty mouth on him. Doesn't yeah, he? can't imagine where you picked that so up.
1: I, this
0: fucking kid, who the fuck taught him? He's <laughs> like,
1: "Well, if I can't go with you, Matt, I'll just have to pork all these bras." <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, this is uh, I, this has changed. My perspective has changed slightly since I became a parent, and I, this is all feeling a little like cats in the cradle thing where like Oliver keeps trying to hang out with them but Matt's always too busy oh I know yeah and then and when Matt's older and he wants to hang out with Oliver Oliver's gonna be just like him yeah Pork and he'll be just like you dad <laughs> <laughs> the
0: Matt's in the cradle with the little <laughs> yeah.
2: blood and bloody ashes
0: <laughs> yeah
1: and then uh, Tom who
2: is gussied up and is oh. go with them. Yeah, they're both dressed to the nines, and Matt is wearing a, a coat that only has a couple of stains on it, you know? And, <laughs> oh, and some holes. The, yeah, arrows. specifically blood stains. Holes. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, It's fine. It's a good coat. Yeah, he doesn't
1: know how to get dressed
2: anymore. <laughs> yeah.
1: And uh, Matt and his entourage are cheered on the way into Cameland because oh, of the legend.
2: Sorry, on the way in, there is a, a note that... Uh, that, that this, this tickled me a little bit, because Matt's talking about the fact that he's not nobility. He said, just because a man marries someone doesn't mean he's suddenly bloody nobility. And Tom and Tom and Tom and, Tom and is is at him, they're like, that's exactly how it. That that's like one of the only ways it happens. So I thought that was pretty great. That yeah, was pretty good, yeah.
1: Wait, does he, how does his rank compare to Elaine right now?
2: Uh, he is. I guess in Shanshan, he would outrank her. He's the emperor. He's the, yeah, well, he's the, yeah, but not the emperor. I don't think they have an emperor. He would be the, he's. His rank is the Prince of Ravens, whatever the fuck that means. But, um, yeah, yeah, I would say probably just below the Empress. We don't really know, honestly. Yeah. Because... Uh,
0: we don't really know how Shan Chen works. Right. I mean,
2: Tuan does talk a lot about making him a Doc Ovali or something. So, yeah. you know, who knows?
0: Yeah, I, I don't think the Prince really means much of anything, right? Because, like, the Empress is the one who has absolute power. power.
2: Well, at the very oh, least, yeah. he's suddenly he's probably high blooded, right? Like yeah, he, automatically. He, yeah. yeah, he's he's like super high true yeah. or whatever it's called.
0: I'm just wondering if he has any like regent powers or if he's just a consort. Well,
1: it, it could end up being like Gawyn's thing, where he's the the first sword, where he like commands the armies, or he has yeah. some like traditional
2: role. He,
0: yeah, we just don't, we don't know.
1: He might end up you know controlling more land than Lane does.
2: But yeah. well, in terms of rank, I would say that if you know he probably is at least on par with her, if not like you know over her you know
0: so he shows up and he sees Elaine and his first thought is a debate whether or not she wants to know whether she, that she's gotten sick or not some people like it when you tell them some oh.
1: don't
2: oh man <laughs> he's like you know some women if you don't notice they've gotten bigger and they get mad
0: yeah, yeah. Damn, girl, your booty looks fine. <laughs> You've been eating those honey cakes.
1: <laughs> I mean, I just, I, I wanna, I wanna know, Matt. What's the situation where you got in trouble for not telling a woman she put on weight?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a they're on the way, on their way into town. Uh, Matt is having a like just like a side chat with Guybon, the the head of the military like or whatever. Charles Bon. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, like like this. The conversation cracked me up because he's just like. Talking about the various rumors that there are about Matt, and it's just, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of love this conversation, you know?
1: Yeah, I no, like it. And Matt's like, No, nah, those rumors are all BS. Like, not okay, that one's true. They're
2: all BS. <laughs> well, okay, that one's true too. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't k- kill a Forsaken, okay, all right, but uh, I did kill the King of the Eye Hill.
1: That's true, yeah, but it, yeah. It, wasn't, it wasn't a duel, it wasn't battle, it was a, it was a fair, yeah, it was a one on one fight, but you know,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then there's this, the one where they say, There's a rumor that you stepped into Death's Domain to challenge him and to manage your questions. And then you, he gave you the spear you hold, and, the, and foretold you your own death. And that's like, yeah, that's a weird. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a funny so one. So bizarre. That was really cool. Yeah, it was a very conversation. It's yeah. I, I just like seeing this like legend that's evolving around Matt yeah. because it, like he's a hero of legend now right so and,
1: and the bit about killing a forsaken I had to think like wait 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 did,
2: did he, did he? <laughs> yeah. it's not out of character for Matt to have just kill a forsaken at some point right yeah. I had to think about it too
1: but he's no
0: bloody hero
2: yeah, yeah right. that's right <laughs> yeah he talks to Elaine I kind of like this uh, meeting by the way they, they, when they yeah. first meet it's just like as friends, right? This was a, a, a merit for Elaine because she greets
1: him and Tom very warmly. No Elaine bullshit. Yep. Happy to see him, give him a hug,
2: excited to, you know, catch up. We were talking about like characters that are suddenly more likable. Like this chapter's Elaine is the first like the first time I've liked her in a long time.
1: It's true. No kidding. I I did like how Matt thinks, oh, she's radiant and beautiful, but you know, too pale, too tall, too much hair. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Matt. We get it. You're into two on. (laughs) That's sweet.
2: And Uh, oh it's too (laughs) too
0: much not a slaver. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, it's funny that they're like Tom's kind of catching everyone up on what's going on, and Matt, like, shushes him just before he gets to the part where he married the Empress of the shang <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. know, right. Because, you know, Elaine might have feelings about that. Let's parcel that info out a little bit. Yeah, then, yeah. Uh, he presents the dragon plan, and
1: Elaine is super into it.
2: Yeah, they, Elaine and Brigida like, immediately see the advantages of having uh, the first modern weaponry in this world, right?
1: Yeah. And uh, they... she immediately tries to co-opt it for andor of course mm-hmm. yeah
2: and they negotiate which i mean like you know matt works out something kind of reasonable like the band the red hand controls the cannons but they're you know owned yeah. by andor i don't know
1: you know what this made me think hmm. government contractor
2: Oh uh, yeah military <laughs> right. no, contract is right it? like
1: they'll deliver the hardware but there's, there's the, the contract says that only their guys have to use it yeah so they have to like hire people to use the cannons in perpetuity mm-hmm. mm, yeah yeah that's a good point that's a uh,
2: that's pork right there yeah. oh yeah
0: and he sweetens the pot by giving her his fox head medallion.
2: Which, I mean, he doesn't think about it this way, but that's possibly just as valuable as the cannons, right? Like, if Elaine mm-hmm. can figure out how to replicate these things, suddenly she has soldiers that are uh, magic-proof.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this is really good. Yeah, if she has soldiers that are magic-proof and she has a replacement for magic in the form of artillery, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden the tables are turned.
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah, so that's the deal. The deal is... She'll use Andor's resources to make the cannons, but only the band can use them as long as the band is under contract. She tries to get the band to swear loyalty to Andor, and Matt's like, not fucking happening.
2: Yeah, I, I can get why, though, right? Like, Matt is one of the great generals, and the, they got rid of their last great general, Gareth <laughs> Ryan. So they have a hold of fill. But yeah, oh, okay. like, having Matt running the military of Andor would be like, this is, this, Andor is suddenly an empire, right? Like That would be great. Not, like,
1: does Elaine even know how good Matt is? I don't like, know. Because this... she saw Matt the goofball dickhead, but only like two on saw him in action.
2: There have got to be rumors, right? Like the band of the Red Hand, their reputation precedes them. Like if, yeah. if the commoners know about Matt, then she probably does yeah.
1: I, I also think it's Elaine's kind of uh, personal quest for empowering herself.
2: Yeah. She well, tries to take over everything. Yeah. I mean, I, I think... I think that the last couple of Elaine chapters have been about her solidifying power and right. building, you know.
1: Yeah, but he manages to keep the, the Band of the Red Hand free of such obligations. Uh, and they even get to keep a fourth, or is a fifth? I forget what they landed on. of uh, mm-hmm. The cannons when they're done. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and after the deal, Elaine's like, oh, well, I, I guess you didn't want to join up because we might have
2: to use you against the two rivers. She's like, <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> <laughs> Hold on now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, but she does decide to take him to Kyrian. Yeah. the band of the right-handed Kyrian, which, I mean, I don't think she needs a military, but still be a good show, I guess.
1: Yeah, because <laughs> Matt's really good at fighting extremely bloody battles outside of Kyrian. <laughs> He's done it a couple times now, hasn't yeah. he? And I'm, I'm not sure that Elaine and Brigitte here really understand what these cannons can do. Like Matt mentions it here, he mentions like these cannons can knock down Camelot's walls, like mm-hmm. the ogier built walls that have stood for a thousand years or whatever. Yeah, like those those walls are just deleted when you have cannons like this. I
0: don't know, he because he remarks that Elaine seems to grasp it really quickly, and then when he's explaining its specs, like Brigida says, you know, mother's milk in a cup. So,
2: yeah, yeah. This, I mean, this is this is this is something that happened in history, right? Like when this technology appeared, like fortifications didn't matter anymore. Suddenly. Yeah, they, mm-hmm. they they had to change drastically really fast.
1: And yeah. I, I don't see anybody thinking forward to that mm-hmm. right yeah. now because they like what Elaine is not saying is we're going to have to rebuild our city walls.
0: Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true.
1: And then Elaine offers Tom a court barred position and a pardon. Aww. Oh, yeah, the pardon for um, <clears throat> offending her mother, I guess, because that, isn't that
2: all he did? Yeah. Well, no. Well, that's all. He did an andor. Yeah, yeah. But but he he talks about the fact that the pardon uh would include his uh very high profile assassination.
1: Yeah, that's which uh, is
2: probably more important there. I mean, does
1: she know does anybody know he did
2: that? He he says something like, Oh, she must have figured that out or whatever. I don't know I'm not sure how anyone would know that, but you know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, but it's nice that he got that pardon. Yeah. And that's <laughs> like, hey, can I get one of those? I mean, just in case, you
2: know? <laughs> you know, for stuff. <laughs> for reasons. And then Elaine invites them for dinner. Yeah. Uh, I really so, hope we get to see that dinner, because I think that'd be really entertaining.
1: So about Matt's character, I really don't
2: like this Matt is semi-literate stuff that's going around. Yeah, yeah, that
0: was a weird one.
2: Yeah. I don't know where that came from, because that, that, I don't think Matt was... I mean, he's a farmer, but uh, but in Two Rivers, they all read books right yeah that's that was a notable thing about the
1: these books is that these people are all very literate they read books constantly they talk about them with each other
0: it was Mm. supposed to be funny and it just
1: missed yeah Uh, well i I wonder it uh, makes him look stupid
2: well he's not right like there's different kinds of intelligence and you know uh matt has tactical intelligence absolutely and possibly interpersonal intelligence to some degree but like you know, I mean, we know that Rand's a reader. Maybe Matt isn't a reader. Do we know I that? I mean,
1: Matt, he also literally has the memory of writing books.
2: Also good point, yeah. So <laughs> if nothing else, he would have uh, probably some degree of literacy from his yeah. past selves, right? I
1: mean, uh, th- there isn't a whole lot. We know he's read The Travels of Jane Farstrider and all that stuff. That's good point. That Everybody has. Yeah. But it's its just an element that wasn't there before. Yeah. Has. And I don't know why they, they felt the need, Brandon Sanderson felt the need to add that. Yeah, Plus that's an with, interesting question. With yeah. all
0: his memories of like amazing warfare tactics, you don't think there'd be, you know, memories of being able to read in there?
1: Yeah, he yeah, speaks yeah. the old tongue, right? Yeah. He speaks
2: more languages than most people do. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. You know, I I, I, I think that, that as far as I can tell, that's solely Brandon Sanderson. I'm not sure what the purpose of that was. Yeah. Unless it's yeah. just like another way to like add some kind of like layer of levity to Matt's character. But yeah, uh, but yeah, it definitely wasn't there before. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. but overall, I I did kind of like this chapter because it it wasn't, you know, it wasn't exactly the same Matt, but Matt and Elaine together uh, made Elaine way more entertaining. Yes. But again, I think that this is probably Brandon Sanderson making characters that I don't like uh, more palatable. That's
1: true. And, you know, stuff happens. Stuff happens. It sure does. That's right. So that's it for this episode. Next time, we're going to talk about chapters 20 through 22 of Towers of Midnight. I am Jeff Lake. That's Jeff underscore Lake on Twitter.
0: I'm Alice Sullivan. That's Blue Ben at Cafe on Instagram.
1: I'm Mike Sparkman. I still don't have one of those. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback, please drop us a line at hello at armadillo.club.
0: We love hearing from you.
1: And if you ask us a question, we may answer it on air. Please share us with anybody you think might like us. Please give us good reviews wherever you got this, especially iTunes. Please find out how you can give us your dollars and support us at armadillo.club. And check out our merch store, which you can find a link there. Please like us in real life. We're just so likable. Until next time. The, the Light in you.